All right, everybody. So on today's episode, we're going to be talking about connection and how most people expect it to kind of wane over time and to go away the longer they're together and also the myths around that. And most importantly, how to get that connection back if you lost it and how to keep it in your relationship long term. So stay tuned. You're talking about putting your fuck parts in my head where my brain lives. You know, in nature, only a handful of creatures made for life. But isn't that like cheating? We can't do this 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Why not? The safety word is banana. It is so refreshing to be with someone who likes to fuck outside the box. Here at Touch of Flavor, we teach non-monogamous folks how to overcome their obstacles and build thriving relationships. This podcast is about answering one question. How do you create loving, passionate, secure relationships outside the box, even if nothing has ever worked before? If you want to know the answer, you are in the right place. All of this information is 100% free. So please subscribe to and review our podcast. All right. So host chat. Yes. What has been happening in our world since the last show and the last host chat we did? Yes. So much. So we actually traveled. We went to California for a whole week of training and such. Yeah. So we, so we have been, anybody who's been, you know, tuning into this show knows we've been both fortunate enough and careful that we've, we've got the pretty low risk profile through this whole pandemic. I was going to say apocalypse, (laughs) whatever, but like, you know, all three of the adults in our house work from home. That wasn't the case, the whole pandemic, Mm -hmm. but they all do. Right. Um, Our two little ones are either old enough that they're in remote school or young enough that they're not in school. The one little one is bigger than both of us at this point. Yeah. And, (laughs) uh, you know, and and like I said, now we all work from home and of course, baby's unvaccinated and there's all that. So Mm -hmm. we've kept and your immune system sucks. So we've kept a pretty low, a pretty low risk risk profile. profile and it was time to travel. Yeah. And the reason is, is because it is important. Like this is a big training that we do. We do trainings throughout the year to better ourselves as far as how we can serve our clients, us as coaches. And this was a huge opportunity to be able to serve our clients even better. You know, it's, it's funny. Sometimes I get questions from people when I'm talking about like, what kind of training do we have and stuff like that? I think we're going to do a whole long thing on that here soon, like maybe just an episode mm-hmm. talking about that kind of stuff. But I kind of chuckle when people ask that because, I mean, this was what we were gone for like eight days, yep. I think. But I miss my baby so bad. I did too. But I just mm-hmm. want to keep this in context because I was doing the math on this mm-hmm. um, because somebody actually asked me that question the other day, right? And I was like, huh. We are going, I don't know if you realize this, this year, we will have spent $100,000 on training mm-hmm. and we will, between us, have spent 300 hours each in training this year. Like we spend, and this is what got me thinking about this, you know, we spend eight, 16 I mean, even if you're taking off travel and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. like probably just talking like not the normal trainings that we do like every every single week, like 13 days, Mm -hmm. like in training a year. 
And those days are long days, folks. Like they're like oh you get up God. super early in the morning and you go into like six, seven. So when people are wondering what's going on in our world, jet lagged. Mm-hmm. Enjoy California. Got to see some really cool people and be with honestly some of the absolute best coaches in the world mm-hmm. in every field, which yeah. is always just incredible, folks. There is so much to be said about being in the right room. Yeah. And being around people who encourage you to up level and around not being the smartest person in the room. Like there's so much to be said for all of that. Yeah. And just big hearts who want to change the world in whatever they do. Cause like, you know, we're, we're spending time around coaches who coach in all different kinds of areas. And it's amazing to see all these people who that's what they want. They want to, they want to help the people in their space be the best people they can be. And it's funny, right? Because we went to training. We're like, all right, we're going to training. And it's going to be busy. But you know what? Hey, we're adults. Like, we're not going to have a baby with us. Mm-hmm. Because we were initially kind of months and months ago hoping to, you know, bring baby and have yeah. baby sat there. But that and Amanda did not work and, out you know, bring in them the world along. right now. Yeah. Um, and we're like, cool. Like, we're going to make this sexy. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, we did. We did screw around a little bit. We did a couple of things, but we didn't even, this is what's so funny to me. We didn't even have the time to get in as much stuff as we usually do here with a baby. Yes. And that with is clients true. and everything that is else. That is true. That is true. Um, oh, there were some really long days. And then like, by the time we had dinner, we were like, uh, but we did get in sexy time. We did. Like, we did. We did. We made it happen because it's important folks to make sure that no matter how busy you are, you find a little bit of time for sexiness. Because connection is, is important. important. Boom. <laughs> Going to bring that full circle. Right. But I will say the hardest part of that whole thing, it wasn't the traveling and it isn't being jet lag now and it wasn't, it was being away from people. Yeah. is not being, being able to see the baby and man come and Amanda. And, and then I think even the worst part is after we got back, cause we quarantined for a few days and us being like, right there so our house is like split in half right now we're like in a different section so like knowing that our child and our partner and our other kid is like next door so hard yeah we were that is the most risk we've had in a while we did we did a conference a few months ago um but it was smaller and yeah more vaccinated and Mm -hmm. you know um but like yeah, so we're here, and this is the longest we have gone without seeing the little lion mm-hmm. ever, mm-hmm. ever. Like, actually, the most we've done before was the last conference we were at in June, because all conferences before that for the last couple of years have been, have been since she's born, have been virtual, yep. right? Actually, the last like live training that we would have actually that we were actually looking at going to that was live. We've done a lot of virtual stuff since then. She was born. Was the weekend she was born, so we didn't go. <laughs> Which was a she was good due. choice. It was because she was born on that weekend. <laughs> she was born on the last day of that training. So, which was right when she was supposed to be born. It was. So she was born on time. Everything was well, and we were like, "Well, you think maybe we could go?" No. So, yeah. But, and then like we're gone, and we're like getting videos, and she's like looks different even just in like a few days from like drinking normal milk. Like it's nuts. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna record this, and then we're actually because we just got some tests. Then we're going to go unquarantine mm-hmm. and see people Yay. and super excited about that. But anything else you want to throw in for folks? No, I think we should hop on in. 
All right, so yeah, so we wanted to talk about connection and we're gonna try yet another setup here of talking. Like now that we talk to each other, looking at each other, like it feels super weird going back. Not look at each other. Somebody, you know, somebody had suggested, I thought it was a really good idea that we like have like cross cameras looking at each other, which I really appreciate, but we don't have the kit for that right now. No, no, we don't. So, but with that being said, we're gonna make this work. We're gonna do a little dance. We can move closer to the mic. Do, 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 do. I don't need to be So we're gonna talk about connection today. Right. And if you are losing that connection or feel like you've lost that connection. So why don't you kind of introduce the topic for people and we'll go from there. So today we're talking about that connection in your relationships, right? And honestly, connection is one of those things that all of us want. Like when we talk to folks, one of the first things that comes up is either oh, my connection is great or my connection's not there or whatever. It's, it's always about the connection because that's something that we want in our relationships. And unfortunately, for a lot of folks, they don't have that in their relationships or it's not as powerful and as strong as it was when they first got together. Well, I, think that's, I think that's the big piece of it, right? Because I think everyone... And, and, you know, anybody I talk to, for the most part, there's a couple of people who really kind of like fall into stuff from like convenience or there's weird circumstances, that kind of thing. But for the most part, when people first get together, they have that connection, mm-hmm. right? So it isn't a problem having never had it. Like I said, that that is very occasionally true, but not usually. The bigger problem is a lot of people, they lose that connection gradually over time as the relationship goes. And the bigger problem with that that I think that we're talking about today is that people expect that to happen. Yeah. It's one of those things that's ingrained in us from really society and everything else. It's almost this expectation that if we're together long enough, we're not going to have that same feeling, that powerful connection that we did when we get to, when, when we got together. Mm. And it's going to decrease and decrease and decrease as our relationship matures over time. Like, because mature relationships don't have that type of of spunk, right? And I mean, this is embedded in everything from TV shows to like stories. You see it. It's like the two old people sitting on the on the outside furniture, you know, being crotchety and grumpy with each other. And that's what people expect. They expect that like at some point you're not going to be in that connective, awesome, lovey-dovey feeling and that you're going to turn into just kind of like two people who tolerate each other. Well, and you know, and that, it, when I think about that, right, I think about um, Mr. and Mrs. Smith <laughs> and kind of like the interest of, for those of you who haven't seen Mr. and Mrs. Smith, it's like one of our kind of jointly favorite movies. We watched it, you know, back. It has Angelina Jolie in it. And, which just mm-hmm. works for Cassie, but it's it's mm-hmm. a funny movie. But like at the beginning, it's this couple who's like, super super they've been together it's only like five years or something like that isn't it and they're like super 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 disconnected but here's the thing with that right it's a trope like when you watch it in that movie Mm -hmm. it's a trope and it's a trope because this is the expectation and that's a huge problem number one because it's not true which we're going to talk about right but you know the other problem with that is that when you have an expectation of this when you have an expectation of your relationships getting less connected and less passionate and less loving and less all of that fun and less all that stuff as you go, then that's exactly what you get. Because, you know, one of the truths of our relationships and truths of our lives is that you don't get what you deserve. 
right? You get what you settle for. And when you settle for that because you think that's the norm, now you don't have it. Yeah. And of course you settle for it because you believe it's the norm, right? Mm. You believe it. So why would you fight or try for something else? And a problem that we see, you know, non-monogamous folks, poly folks have is they believe that that's true. And therefore the only way they can find that connection and get that, that feeling that is supposed to only happen when it's new is to find other partners. Well, and so I want to talk about that, but let me ask you real quick, because I'm curious about this. Where do you think this idea, this trope that that's normal, like, where do you think that came from? Oh my goodness. I mean, I, I think that's been around since like television started, right? And But is it like, because people used to just like never like break up no matter how bad their relationship yes. was. So it became like this thing that the longer you were together, like probably the worst. I mean, what do you think that was? I think some of it is based on, as you just said, that, which is folks used to never get divorced. Folks would stay in really unhealthy, bad relationships for a long time. Also, there wasn't a focus really you know, if you go back to like the 50s, you're going to pull out my like historian person in me. Please. Right. So if you go back to like the 50s or the 40s or the 30s, right, there was less of this focus on our relationship being this exciting, fun thing and more of it. We're structuring this so that way we have a family and we meet the American dream kind of a thing. So I think as time has gone on, we have moved towards recognizing that healthy, happy relationships require work and working on those things. But it is a trope. It is something that has lasted. And I think that a lot of times it becomes true mm. in relationships because people aren't getting their needs and wants and desires met in those relationships. So even though it's not something that has to happen, it is something that happens quite often. But here's the problem. There's a lot of problems, right? Let's talk about the problems for a second. I mean, you know, I think at the core of it, and we can talk about needs, we can talk about all these things, and we will, I'm sure. But I just want to start with this. Like, to me, like, let's just, let's have a real honest talk about relationships for a second. Okay. Okay. Like, the support involved in a relationship is great. Like the family structure, all that's great. Right. But with that being said, like living with people is annoying and like dealing with people to a certain extent and having them in your space and in your life and sharing responsibilities and tell me how you really feel. I'm just saying we've had this conversation before, like being in a spot, but, 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 you know, being in a spot like where you are as closely interacting and as closely entwined with somebody as you are in a relationship is irritating, right? Like, or I shouldn't say that's irritating, but there's lots of irritating things about it, right? There's, there's downsides to it. Definitely. And for me, I think that when you are taking the fun and the passion and the connection and you're taking all of that, all of the, the romantic, happy things out of it, right? You're taking out the things that for the most part make a romantic relationship worth having, right? And you're like left with a roommate that maybe you're even less of a good fit to be a roommate with than you would if you had just picked a roommate for the sake of being a roommate. 
Can I reframe what you just said? Please do. Okay. So the thing is, we are humans and we all have our idiosyncrasies, right? And of course, we annoy our partners and there are things that we all have that maybe annoy us or get on our nerves or things like that. Like you with your peanut butter spoons around my house, right? There's there's all these things. That's time when, 47 and yeah, 4,700 that's been talked about on the show. <laughs> Someone's keeping track somewhere. It's a drinking game. Right. But when we have these connective romantic relationships, those things, we still have to deal with them. But there's the benefit that comes along with being with somebody. There is that that joy and fun and relationship that you have. So when you take that away, you take away that relationship where we feel good, where it's great, you are left with those idiosyncrasies, a little annoyances in your day to day. And that stinks. Way to be way more eloquent about that. Yeah. Right? But I mean, here's the truth. Really, at the end of the day, like when you take and, you know, when you're in the spot where you settle and you believe stuff's going to fade and you take that as your truth. And then again, you get what you settle for. Right. You're left with best case, a roommate. Mm -hmm. Worst case, a lot of times and the bad things start overwhelming, but you're left best case, a roommate. And nobody who's in a romantic relationship signed on to be a, a roommate. Not usually. Right. And, but, and that's the problem though, when you expect that that's where things are going to go, right? That is where you wind up. And, you know, at, at the core, like all of us have a need for connection. Mm -hmm. It is a basic need. It is something that in order to really have a relationship that like stands the test of time, you have to feel connected to that person. Otherwise, Why, Cassie? Because it doesn't work. Because they'll start to annoy you, right? But even beyond that, when we're not connected to the people that we care about and that we share our lives with, we feel alone in those relationships. Mm. Like, and there is, it is worse to be alone standing next to the person you love than it is to be alone single. It is true. So, it ends up being the downfall of a lot of relationships and even the relationships that stay together end up being these sort of unhealthy or at least downing relationships where you're not getting your needs met, you're not feeling happy, and you're not really living your life to the fullest that it could be. Well, that's a really important point, right? Because, because we have a need for connection. Most of us have a need for physical intimacy. We have a need for all these things, right? When you're not getting those needs met in your relationship, right? You are in a place very often where you're not getting your needs met. And this is an important distinction for people because I think a lot of times people who are, so, so there's two things that happen here. First is what tends to wind up happening, right? Is that, you know, if I'm in a spot where I'm feeling disconnected with you and I'm not getting my needs met with you and I'm not getting the things that I want and need, I'm not getting that passion and that connection and that love and those fun things from this relationship, right? And I'm not monogamous, what usually happens? I go look to get that somewhere else, right? But now you're not getting those needs met and you're looking at me having those things. And this is a big place that jealousy comes in, right? Because, you know, it's hard to not be jealous when you're seeing somebody else getting the things that you want and need and you've been asking for and you're not getting, right? So jealousy comes in there. And the other problem becomes 
the jealousy on top of it. But like when we don't have that passion and that connection here, very quickly, it's easy for that, the, the connection and that new relationship to start becoming more romantic, to start becoming stronger than what we have. And I don't mean just in like the NRE way, but I mean to where I'm actually now spending more and more of my time and more and more of my energy and more and more of my effort because I'm getting what I want to need from this relationship and I'm not getting it here. Right. And the other thing here that's really important, and I'm going to kick this to you because you're really good at talking about this. Right. And this is where I think a lot of poly people get this mixed up because a lot of people say, oh, well, you know, what's the problem with that, Josh? Like you're now getting your needs met that you weren't getting needs, your needs met before. And they don't understand the difference between needs that you need met in general and needs that you need met in a specific relationship. And you do a really good job talking about this. So what could you just like explain that concept to people? Yeah. So here's the thing. Like we all have things in our lives that we have needs for that maybe a particular person doesn't have to meet. Right. So a good example for me is I like doing painting. Like that is art. I thought you were going to say horror movies. (laughs) Or horror movies. I wouldn't say horror movies is a need. It's something I enjoy. Mm -hmm. Um, But art is something I actually do need. I I, I recognize that like I need to have some kind of art, whether it's drawing or painting or something like that in my life at least once a week. Right. How much do you paint or draw, Josh? Yeah. Does doing the artwork for this podcast and show count? Sure. No, it definitely Uh, does not. Anyway, so my point being, you're not somebody who sits down and like does a paint night or draws, right? That is a need that I have. And because it is a need that I have, right, I need to make sure that I'm doing that. And it's also something that I need to do with other people, right? So my point being is it's not something I need in this relationship. Mm. Like if you never draw with me, never do art with me, it's not really going to impact our relationship. I mean, it clearly hasn't for the last 15 years. Yeah, right. Um, It hasn't. So that is something I need in my life, but I don't need in a particular relationship or from a particular person. Mm. But there is other things that we have that we need from a particular person or a particular relationship. And for most of us, we need some kind of connection. Actually, I will take that back. All of us need a connection with the people that we are romantically involved with. We need a connection of some kind. Because like you said, when we don't have it, we're in a spot where we feel unwanted, right? We feel unseen for the beautiful, awesome, sexy person that we are, right? And we feel lonely. And we feel lonely even when like we're sitting, and I can't tell you how often I hear this, like even when we're in the same house, even when we're sharing space, even when we have time, right? We're, we're feeling miles apart. And in non-monogamy, what that usually winds up looking like is we're sitting in the same room feeling miles apart. And now I'm texting my other partner mm-hmm. who is a lot more fun and I'm a lot more connected with than what I'm having here. And I think for people like, you know, it's really easy because we normalize, right? Like when we don't have that passion and we don't have that connection and especially when we expect it to fade, which I know we're going to come back to, but we normalize that. Right. And so sometimes we, we forget or we don't like to think about what it is that we really want here that we're not having. And especially when we think we can just go get that somewhere else. Right. But like for all of you here who like might be in this position, I want you to think and, and I want you to, there's a couple ways you can look at this. 
right? Number one, like you have a partner who has another partner who they're feeling more connected with right now. And especially if it's something you feel jealous about, that's a really good sign, right? To look at that and go, what are the things that Cassie is giving to Amanda that I want and I need and I miss that I'm not getting? What are those things, right? And the other thing, if your partner doesn't have another partner or you know you don't really feel that way about the other person, is to kind of look back and look at, if I think of a time that our connection felt just the best, right? And really it's helpful, like if I pick a really specific event, right? Like a time that really sticks out for me, like an anniversary or vacation or something around a child, buying a house, getting married, something like that, like honeymoon, but like a specific time. And I think back to that point where I felt really passionate and really connected and really in love. And like my knees were getting met and I was full and I was seen. What are the things that I miss from that time mm-hmm. that I wish I had now? What are the things I fantasize about getting back or getting from somebody else when I'm laying there in the middle of the night? Right? I really want you to take a look because again, when we think that something isn't possible to have and then we settle, what we start doing is we start telling ourselves stories about how it's not that bad and how we don't really miss the things, even though we do. But the problem with that is that that just feeds right back into that cycle of settling. Mm -hmm. And then now it's not possible to have those things. So the first thing that you need to do if you are in this spot where that connection has fallen off is to really look at yourself and and take a good hard look in the mirror, maybe in this conversation, not at the mirror, but at those other things, at what you miss, and to really recognize what you would love to see and have back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and again, going back to that like need, like what do I need in this relationship to feel connected to my partner, mm. right? Like, what do I need here for us to feel good? Not, not do I need touch or, cause I think a lot of folks get caught up on like, oh, well, what do you need where, but like, what do I need here? What do I need with this person to feel like our relationship is at a 10? Mm. Not what do I need, but what do I actually need with this person to feel good? Mm. Well, and so here's the thing, right? And I want everybody to think about this because I think a really important piece of all this is to kind of debunk for yourself and recognize this, this falseness of this belief. I'm just going to keep dancing you back this way. Do, 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 do. And that is the only problem with standing up. So mm-hmm. now the mic's stable or moving. So when you look at things, right, the, one of the first things you have to do is debunk this belief, this bullshit myth that you've been fed. <laughs> by the media and everybody else, and maybe the relationships you've seen with your parents and other people in your life, that that connection has to fade. And, you know, a really easy way to do that is just to take a look. And all of you know people who have been together for a relatively short period of time, and that connection sucks. They're complaining, right? And they're unhappy, and they're miserable, and they're lonely, And then y'all know people 
who have been together 10, 20, 30, 40 years, and they still have that passion connection. Like everybody knows a few of those people. I know a few of those people. We're some of those people. We've been together like way too many years now. Like so many years that I know exactly how many it is. 17. Ah, uh, you said it the other day. That's why I know. <laughs> right? But to recognize for yourself that it is possible and, and really to ask yourself, why wouldn't it be? Mm. Like, why, why would that not be possible? Why is it that the longer you're with somebody and you get to know them better and you know who they are as a person and they know you and you fit each other and you know how to make them happy and they know how to make you happy and they know what makes you feel connected and vice versa. And you definitely know at this point how to please each other in bed. Like, and you have the ability to like, you know each other well enough to like explore things that like maybe younger yous wouldn't have even like wanted to own. Are you talking about yourself personally? Well, that's a given. <laughs> but like, why, why would that be necessary? Like that doesn't make any sense. Like when you think about it, connection should get stronger, really, if anything, as things go. But I think where that falls off in the non-monogamy space is this expectation that people have around NRE. So can you help folks out with this? Yeah. So should we define NRE just in yes. case anybody watching this who doesn't know that? Yeah. So NRE is new relationship energy. It's that warm, fuzzy phase, the honeymoon phase, whatever, you know, bright, shiny, bright, shiny. It's that new point of a relationship where like you got the pink fog glasses on, right? And you don't really pick up on the things that like otherwise would annoy you or bother you, et cetera, in a relationship. And we all go through it. This is where they put you in a brain scanner and it looks like you're on drugs. Yeah, because basically you are. So here's the thing, right? Love drugs. Huh? Love drugs. Yeah, it's love drugs. You're you're on... And actually, I wouldn't even say love drugs. It's lust drugs. Let's just be <laughs> honest, right? It's like, you're amazing. You're beautiful. You're awesome. And I want to do things with you. Um, and that's where your brain's at. And it's cool. And it's amazing. And that's awesome. And? And the thing is, is that... That is not actually all of connection. Like, yes, you can have connection during that phase, and that does build connection because you are in that playful, high place. But it isn't actually what connection continues to be, right? And what I mean by that isn't that you can't still have that fun, that spunk, that like, I want to do fun things with you thing, right? You should. You should. That's the whole point of this conversation. Yes. It means that you do have a little bit more clarity. You will see things in your relationship over time that you're like, huh, I'm not happy with their needs to tweak. And it's actually an opportunity, right, for you to grow that connection even deeper because you can learn more about that person. Mm -hmm. You can find agreements and you can find things that actually bond you closer. The problem is people don't. So what I hear you saying, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but is that basically, it isn't that you can't have connection. Or I mean, NRE is connection in a way, but it's that NRE isn't necessary for connection. Yeah. Basically, the way I like to describe it is NRE is like getting like a huge like booster shot, like an adrenaline shot of like, bam, all the emotions, all the feelings, all the things. So of course you feel everything deeper. 
right? Mm-hmm. It's also why, like, when someone breaks up with you, like, a couple of weeks into, you know, it's like that, like, ah, uh, right? So you have all these built-up emotions, all these built-up things. So it feels deeper. But the actual connection that lasts after that is still there. And you can, can still build on that connection and grow your connection. This is what I think is really important for people to understand, right? So first off, the problem with relying on NRE for connection is you are giving yourself a super hard way to go. Because really, if, if that's what you really believe, I, I just play this out for me for a second. If you really believe that the only way to have that love and passion and connection is to have NRE and that, you know, there is a clock because this is what people believe is that there's a clock. Like when you get together, there's a clock and you know, at like four years and 37 days, that connection is gone. I'm, 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 I'm magnifying a bit, right? Really? I think it's more that like, there's a curve at which, you know, that that connection will drop off. But I just want you to think about this. And like I said, play this out for yourself. If that's how you're approaching your relationships, you are condemning yourself and your partners to a life where the only way over the long term to be happy and healthy and seen and loved and have passion and fun in your life is the constantly relationship hop. Mm-hmm. And that sucks. Yeah. And let's just tack this on even more, right? Going to a new partner isn't enough because, you know, if you're runway that you believe connection lasts six years and six years in this other relationship. Now you're having to ditch that. Right. And let's say you don't ditch. I don't have time to maintain all those relationships. I don't have time to maintain like a new relationship every like six years in search of the new one. And now I'm what I'm like 40 and I've got like four people I have, like I'm not connected with. I have to like keep in my life just so I can have the one who like what I, and you're saying six years, most people don't stay in NRE for six years. You're looking more like a year well, I'm or saying, three years. But I'm saying even for the people who don't believe like NRE is connection, but the people who just believe that there's a time limit, mm. right? Like I said, give it five years, right? So that means in 25 years, right? You're going to be through five partners. So either you're broken up with <laughs> or you're like, you're still just like hanging around. You're just the annoying That you're not roommate. really happy with. Well, you're, yeah. And I mean, I don't even know how that works because you're not the annoying roommate to all of them because you probably don't live with one of them. And then you have this new partner <laughs> who it's like, hey, listen, I'm Josh. This is going to be amazing. Let's give it a go for the next five years. Like that sucks for everybody. Mm-hmm. So. Wow. Yeah, I'm just like thinking about that. And that sucks. And it's so normal that that's what we believe though. But people don't play it out. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty horrific. Right. And the thing is, is like folks get stuck here and it's like, well then what makes the change here, like what, what keeps that connection going? And it's, and it's making connection an action, not Mm. just something you feel, not just something you rely on to just fall out of the sky, but something that you actually work towards creating in your relationships. I got like so many things in my brain right now. Let me me try and get them ordered. Okay. So first thing, I think that people need to understand you have to, you have to adjust your beliefs on this. You can choose to believe that connections time limited, in which case we just talked about where that goes, right? And where that's probably already gotten you, or you can choose to believe that connection is possible to keep, right? Which one's going to get you to where you want to go? So that's the first piece, right? But the second piece is So there's kind of two parts of it. So when you realize, okay, like connection can be kept. Awesome. I want that. I want love. 
I want passion. I want this person I've been with for 15 years. I want to no longer feel like a roommate here. I want to be in the same room and have their eyes light up when they see me. I want to be excited when I come home. I want them to be excited to see me, right? I want to have some good sex. It'd be really nice to have some good sex. Really nice, right? So the question becomes how? And I think there's two pieces we should talk about. Okay. Okay. One is that connection is a skill. I think we should talk about that. But I want to put a pin in that for just a second, because unless you have something else you want to talk about, I think we should hit on this idea that people have where they don't understand that connection is like, and relationships in general, like a never ending journey that we're on. Mm -hmm. That's where I was going. You hit that. And then we can talk about skill. So here's the thing. Just like many things in our lives, it's kind of like having a plant, right? And connection is something that you have to feed. Mm. It's something that you have to continue to deposit in, or it's going to wither away and die, right? And that's the thing about connection is that it's something that with care and with love, right? And, And as you said, there is connection as a skill, but at a baseline, it has to be getting fed. I have to be feeling like... There is connection in our relationship. There has to be things that are done in our relationship in order for me to have that feeling, right? Well, and this is one conversation we have with our clients all the time, which is you never hit a point in your relationships where like suddenly you've set and you magically hit the level where that love and that passion, that connection, really your relationship in general is going to continue to be good without you feeding it and putting in time and energy and effort. We certainly haven't hit that point. (laughs) Nobody's hit that point because it doesn't exist. Your relationships are getting better or they're getting worse. And if you're not putting in the time and energy and effort into them, they're getting worse. Can I give you a metaphor? Sure. Your relationships are either full, right? Full of joy, full of wonder, full of amazing interactions, or they're starving. It's one or the other. They're either full or they're starving. It was like, I was talking about this bonsai tree that somebody gave me for my birthday. Right? I think I was actually saying this to our clients. Like, I got this bonsai tree over here, right? And a literal bonsai a tree. A literal bonsai tree. How do we keep doing this? I think it's because I wrap I, I have to tape. like tape you a mark on the floor. I don't know. It's, it's... I just take up too much space. <laughs> like, this bonsai tree that I have in here. Mm-hmm. Real right? life bonsai tree. Real life bonsai tree. Doesn't matter how good care I take of it. Like, if there's ever a point where I forget about the damn thing for a bit and I don't water it, it's gonna die. Mm-hmm. That's just how it works, right? We're always either growing or we're dying. Our relationships are the same way. But this is where I want to draw a line for people because this is what I see with people mm-hmm. is that some people reach this point of like, wow, this sucks. It doesn't seem like connection should have to drop off. And they go, cool. I'm just going to put in more effort and more time mm-hmm. without realizing that that isn't enough. The connection is a skill that you you have right? And that it isn't about the amount of time. This is why you can have people where like they're a long distance or people travel for work or whatever, and they have really great connection. And then you have people who are living in the same house all the time, especially with COVID and their relationship sucks because the, the time isn't enough. It's a skill. Mm-hmm. You want to go ahead? Um, my brain's still kind of working, but it's a skill. Mm-hmm. It's a skill you can learn, right? And just like anything else in our relationships, So number one, it's a skill you can learn. You can learn. You can learn. If you're in a spot, you can learn how to, like we've been in a relationship a long time and we're no longer connected. You can learn number one, 
how to repair that connection, how to relearn your partner, how to see them again, right? How to get back that fun and that passion connection and draw together and how to not only do that, but once you have it, keep it. And this is what we do with our clients all the time is teach them Mm -hmm. those skills. I mean, we spend significant portions of time just focused on those skills of emotionally reconnecting and physically reconnecting. But with that being said, I think it's also important for people to realize because even the people who make it that far stop too soon. And I don't think we've talked about this for a long time, but we talk about connection being a meta skill, Mm. right? Which means that in order for our connection to really be good, our connection can never be great if there's other areas in our relationship that are really suffering. Because so long as we're arguing or I'm not hearing you or, um, you know, we're feeling insecure about the relationship. So I'm withdrawing or I'm feeling jealous. So I'm lashing out. As long as there's any of that stuff going on, that connection is never going to be where we want it. So it's the skill of the connection, which like I said, we spend a lot of time with people on and learning how to do that, but that's not enough. It's also just having a relationship. Somebody said to me a while, right? That the content of the relationship can't exceed the context Mm. of the relationship, right? And that level of connection will never exceed the context of your entire relationship and what that looks like. There. How was that? Awesome. Awesome. I don't actually don't know what to add after that. That's like... I Done, bye. <laughs> no. You've got stuff to add. Yeah. So the thing is, is that you have to work on all of those skills in a whole. You can't just focus on like the, I'm going to build connection from the fun stuff and the date nights and the, and the like, you know, buying a new sex toy, right? You can't... I mean, do that. Do all of those things. Have the date nights, buy the sex toy. Buy lots of sex toys. Yeah. But that isn't going to build connection in your relationship. Also, too, there is the other side of things, which is if you have jealousy, if you have ongoing blame in your relationship, if you're feeling unappreciated, if you're feeling unheard, those are things that you have to work at to Mm. feel that connection. And going back to the whole conversation around NRE and why that feels so pure is because you probably haven't gotten to that point where those things are there yet. You don't have all the baggage. Right? And the thing is, our relationships, as they get better, as they mature, yes, they have these things, but that doesn't have to be a bad thing. And that's what a lot of folks think is, oh, well, the baggage that's there is this bad thing. No, we're going to have things that happen in our relationships, but we have to sort through that stuff in order to get to the connection. Did you want to add something? No, I was just trying to see if there was actually anything that we missed <laughs> in our outline because we didn't really look. I didn't look at it the whole time. Yeah. So, but that's the thing. Like, we're all going to have experiences in our relationships where things weren't great, right? Or where we have challenges. It's us getting through those things that mm. makes us feel the connection later. It's not that we ha- not ha- not having them at all, right? Because we're humans and humans are going to have challenges. It's how we get through them and get past them. And if we're able to put that baggage down, mm. that makes us be able to have that connection and to continue to grow our connection. And here's something, folks, that I, I want you to really like sit with. How you and your partner, right? How you and your partner go through challenges And if you are a team and you work through them and you get over them, your connection is deeper because you overcame that together. I think you had a wine analogy you wanted to throw in here. I don't remember. (laughs) To be honest. Um, 
Ah, okay, yeah. I just, I couldn't let it go without this, and it was your analogy, not mine, so. So, yeah, 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 yeah. So, thanks for, you know, I've had it as a little pinpoint here, and I was like, okay. Literally, it's the only thing from the outline we're going to use. Yeah, which is my wine analogy. So, like, here's the thing. Like, folks think that, like, over time, things are supposed to get worse. Our relationships are like a fine wine, right? The more time and care that you put into them, right? your relationships can continue to grow into sweeter and sweeter things as they age, right? It's that care and intention in putting into things that actually make it over time become something that is amazing and awesome. So it can actually ripen into something even better. Okay. So like a fine wine. wine. Number one. Stop buying the bullshit. Mm -hmm. You can look around you and you can see, right, that your connection does not have to fade as you go and the longer that you're together, right? And like I said, if if, if that's something you struggle with, really think through where that belief takes you and what your life and your relationships will look like if you entertain that. It is not pretty. Let go of that because when you let go of that, right? You open the door to the possibility, not just of healing the connection that you have and not just keeping that connection strong for however many ever, maybe, (laughs) right? However long you, you, you decide to have that diet or that group or whatever. But along with that, you put yourself in a position where whatever other relationships you have, you don't have to repeat the same patterns, the same patterns that you may have seen in other relationships that you may have seen growing up that you may be seeing in this relationship now of disconnection. You don't have to repeat those patterns. But the first piece is just acknowledging that it's possible to not do it. Yep. So you want me to take the second piece? Go. The second piece is actually working on those skills of both, you know, working on your relationship and secondly, you know, growing, you know, growing that connection, working on doing those things, but diving into the other things that are there blocking your connection from growing, getting rid of that baggage that's in the background. Yeah. If you're not feeling connected, fix it, like stop settling for it. Right. And if you need to learn the skills to fix that connection, you don't know how, right? If you want to be in a spot where you're able to do that and you're able to repair whatever separation you have, whatever break and distance you have between you two, and you want to be able to keep that strong and you want to learn those skills, or if as part of that, and there's there's always some both, right? You recognize that, like we said, the content can't exceed the context, right? That you, you can't be as connected as you want because of all the baggage and I'm saying baggage, it doesn't even have to be historical baggage, but because of all the other stuff. The challenges. Yeah, all the other challenges that have either happened in the relationship or are happening now. Those are things that it's very difficult to overcome on your own. And just like learning the skill of connection, right, is something that is very difficult to do because we're not taught it in school. And it's something that most people don't know how to do. And if you're looking for some help with either of those things, and if really at the end of the day, whether it's that or anything else, you're ready to stop settling in your relationships, right? Here's what I want you to do. Go ahead, go to a touchofflavor.com forward slash talk, okay? And what you can do from there is you can book a call with our team, which at the time of this recording is going to be either Cassie or I, 
right? As far as these calls and our coaching team, right? And what we're going to do on that call, it's a complimentary call, right? But what we're going to do is we're going to dive in and we're going to take a look at your relationship and we're going to talk about what is what is that's working, what's not working, and we're going to talk about what are the skills that you need to maintain that connection? Also, what are the things that are really standing in the way of that? Because most of the time, it's not what people think, right? So like I said, if you'd like our help with that, go to touchflare.com forward slash talk. It's going to take you to our calendar page, grab up a slot. You'll go to a short application. You can fill that out. Um, and then we'll hop on the call with you at that time that you pick, right? And we're going to dive deep and we're going to figure out how to get back that love and that passion and that connection, your relationship and how to keep that strong. So you never have to be in this disconnected place again. All right. But with that being said, like I said, stop settling. This is going to be the motto of this show for like the next couple of weeks. Cause mm-hmm. I'm really big on this right now, <laughs> right? Stop settling for place in your relationship that you aren't happy. Yeah. Anything else? Nope. I think that's, that wraps us up folks. All right. So it was a pleasure seeing you all. And until next time. Thanks for tuning into today's show. We release new episodes every week, so make sure to subscribe. If you're ready to transform your relationship and you'd like to see if you're a fit to work with us, here's what I want you to do next. Head over to atouchofflavor.com forward slash talk and book an appointment to speak with our team. We'll get on the phone with you for about an hour and we'll get you crystal clear on three things. What's really not working in your relationships, what your dream relationships would look like, and a step-by-step plan to close the gap and save your family, even if nothing has worked before. We talk with hundreds of non-monogamous folks like you every year. And here's the truth. Building loving, thriving relationships, that doesn't happen on its own. You need expert guidance to make that happen. And unfortunately, when you're building relationships outside the box, that's impossible to find. And we get it. But that's exactly what we do. We've helped clients all over the world save their families, get the passion back, and become best friends again. So if you want to see if we can help you do the same, head over to atouchofflavor.com forward slash talk. I'm Cassie. And I'm Josh. Let's talk soon.